Wow, that was amazing, wasn't it? Noel, Noel, give her a hand. Thank you so much. Well, it's almost Christmas. Are you ready? If you're not, you're in trouble. You know, Advent is all about waiting. Watching kids wait for presents to open or waiting for that uh, FedEx truck to arrive or waiting for Santa to bring presents on Christmas morning. For Christians, Advent is about waiting to see what God is going to do next. Too oftentimes we wake up in the morning wondering what bad thing is going to happen next. At Christmas, we remember that we need to be thinking about what good thing is going to happen next. What is God about to do in our world? What is God about to do through you in our world? The author J.B. Phillips tells a story of two angels taking a tour of the universe. The senior angel has been assigned the task of introducing a very young angel to the splendors of creation. So they travel past whirling galaxies, blazing suns, across the infinite distances of space until at last they reach a very small galaxy, one of just 500 billion stars. As the angels draw near to the star, which we call our sun and its circling planets, the senior angel points out to a small, rather insignificant sphere that is slowly rotating on its axis. Now to the young angel, who has just witnessed the amazing galaxies, this small little sphere looks like a dirty tennis ball to him. The senior angel says, I want you to watch that one. Why that one? It looks so small. What's so special about that planet? And the senior angel begins to tell the young angel that this small insignificant planet was the planet that was visited. The young angel says, you mean that planet? That's where the great Prince of Peace came to, went down in person? Became so small like them? Creeping, crawling creatures? Why would he do such a thing like that? The senior angel said he did it because he loved them. And I don't think he would appreciate you using that tone talking about those people. You know, as strange as it seems to us, God came down to visit this planet, to lift us up, to become like him. For that little angel, that was incredible. And maybe for you here tonight, that's an incredible story. But that is the Christmas story, that God chose to come to this planet as a baby. I love what Paul said in the book of Galatians chapter 4. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, into our hearts, into our hearts. Gracious God, I pray that you would open our hearts tonight to what you want to do in our lives. They would receive the gift of salvation, the gift of your Holy Spirit, 
so we can become the men and the women, the young people that you've called us to be. Speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. At just the right time in history, God sent his son to this little planet. At just the right time in history. Now, at the time that Jesus came to this planet, Rome was ruling the world. God, in his providence, had a plan. Rome had established a great network of roads connecting cities to cities. It was a network by which to, de to deliver this good news of Jesus' arrival. The word could spread quickly that God had sent his son into the world. There was the establishment of the Greek and Latin language where the word could be communicated to the whole empire. And because of something called Roman peace, missionaries could travel freely throughout the empire, spreading the good news that God had sent his son to this planet, that God had sent his son to the earth. For God so loved the world that he sent his son to those who would believe. At just the right time in history, there was the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies. 700 years before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah said this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders. He will have these royal titles, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. 700 years before Jesus was born. Micah said these words, O Bethlehem, you are but a small Judean village, yet you will be the birthplace of my king who is alive from everlasting ages past. This is the message God gave the world at just the right time. You know, the early Christians didn't look at what the world was becoming, but exclaimed, look at what and look at who has come into the world. How many times do we look at the world and say focus on the world and all of its problems instead of looking at the one who came to save the world from its problems? At just the right time, God sent his son into the world. At just the right time, angels invited shepherds to come and see what God had done. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born in Bethlehem. Now we need to understand that it's been 400 years since the prophets have spoken. 400 years since God's word has been revealed but at just the right time, God speaks again through these angels to lowly shepherds on a remote hillside. Come and see what God has done. Now, shepherds were near the bottom of the social ladder. They were unskilled, uneducated, and unclean. Shepherds could not testify in a court of law because they were unclean. They were uneducated. They were unskilled. The God who came to this planet to reach sinners spoke to sinners first. Think about it. He came to shepherds first. Shepherds were the first sinners to receive Christ. 
They were the first to worship Christ. They were the first to be filled with joy. And shepherds, these unskilled, uneducated, unclean shepherds were the first to tell others about Christ. You see, Jesus said in his ministry that he came to bring salvation to the poor, to the rejected and the despised. And that gives all of us here tonight great hope, does it not? He came for us on this planet Earth that we might have life. It's good news that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And all of you tonight have been called by God to change this world. And he will qualify you to go out and make that happen. At just the right time, God and sinners were reconciled. Mabry sang that incredible song, Star and angels gave the sign, Bow to the babe on bended knee. The Savior of humanity has been born. The power of those words. The Savior of humanity has been born, and he shall reign forevermore. Paul said it this way in his letter to the Colossians, yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you... You are holy, you are holy and blameless people as you stand before him without a single fault. At just the right time, God and sinners were reconciled. You know, most of us here, I'm sure, have a nativity set, set somewhere in your home. My wife has 25 of them. And, uh, but in every nativity set, there is a cradle, a wooden cradle that one day would become a wooden cross where Jesus would die so we could be reconciled to God. He did that for us. Romans 5 says, so we can now rejoice. That's why Christmas Eve is a, is a time of rejoicing. Not because we're going to get presents, that's just gravy. But we rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. We are friends of God because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. There's a story of a judge who was a tough judge. He was fair, but he was known to always give out the strictest, strictest uh, uh, penalties. It turns out in this small town that his son had been charged with reckless driving. And his son had to go before the judge, his father. The son is found guilty of all charges and charged the maximum penalty allowed under the law. The son was shocked, <laughs> upset. But then the judge did something unusual. He adjourned the court, stepped out from behind the bench, went down and put his arm around his son and paid his fine in full. You see, Christmas is about God stepping out from behind the bench and sending his son to the earth to die for our sins and pay the penalty. Folks, the penalty for your sins and my sins has been paid in full by Jesus, who has reconciled us to God. I love what C.S. Lewis said. He said, the son of God became a son of man so that the sons of man might become the sons of God. Isn't that a great statement? The son of man came so we might become sons of God. 
throughout this day and here this evening, there are many people who need reconciliation. Husbands need to be reconciled to wives. Parents need to be reconciled with children. Families need reconciliation. Countries need reconciliation. Sinners need to be reconciled to God. We all need reconciliation tonight. I love what Rick Warren says. He says, there will never be peace in the world until there is peace in the nations. And there will never be peace in the nations until there is peace in the communities. And there will never be peace in the communities until there is peace in families. And there will never be peace in families until there is peace in individuals. And there will never be peace in individuals until we invite the Prince of Peace to reign in our hearts. We all need reconciliation. We all need the Prince of Peace to touch our lives. So tonight, I would say to you, now is the right time. Now is the right time. The timing of Christ's arrival was not an accident. Your being here tonight is not an accident. God has set in motion for you to be here tonight, to hear words of reconciliation that come straight from heaven, that God wants you to be reconciled with him. What you're waiting for, what you're longing for, what you're looking for, what you're searching for is here. It is found in the person of Jesus who can change your life. Paul said it this way in Romans 5, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners at just the right time. Friends, God made the first move. He blessed us first. He loved us first. He served us first. And he gave his son first. And you and I have the hope of love because he loved us first. Maybe tonight you feel you're out of options You've run out of resources. You feel hopeless. You feel helpless. You're waiting for that child to really come home. You're waiting for grace to be given. Everything feels hopeless. I would say to you tonight that if you'll reach out to the one who was born in a manger in Bethlehem, reach out to the one named Jesus, and invite him into your mess, God can bring you grace. Again, God can bring you mercy, and God can bring you help. Christmas is not Christmas unless Jesus Christ is present in your Christmas. There's a story about a three-year-old girl who was the only child in her family. Mom is pregnant, and this three-year-old girl is so excited about having a new baby in the house. The day comes for mom and dad to go off to the hospital. And a couple days later, they come home with a new baby brother. The little girl is so excited. And after a couple hours, she says to her mom and dad that she wants to be with the baby alone with the door shut. Now, they know she's a good little girl, but they've heard about this thing called sibling rivalry. But they've also ins installed a monitoring system, so they think that a, if anything happens... We can be there in a flash. So they let the little girl go into the room. They close the door behind her. 
They go and listen, start listening to the monitor. They can hear her footsteps move across the room. And they imagine her now standing over the baby's crib, peeking over the rail with wonder in her eyes, excitement. And then they hear her say these words to her two-day-old baby brother. Tell me about God. I've almost forgotten. Tell me about God. I've almost forgotten. This Christmas Eve, will you come and see what God has done? If you've forgotten what God is like, will you, will you peek over into the manger and look directly into the face of Jesus? God's Son has come into this world. If you've never known what God is like, I would just challenge you and ask you to step out in faith have a conversation with him tonight and discover what God is like. That little angel learned that there's no place our Lord won't go. There's no place he won't go. He's here tonight. He was willing to be born in a barnyard, in a stinky barnyard. He'll go anywhere. He'll go to a bar. He'll go to a bedroom. He'll go to a boardroom. He'll go wherever to find those who are lost. No person is too hardened. No distance is too far. And there's no person he cannot reach. Gracious God, I ask tonight that you would move across this room with your holy presence. And Father God, that uh, we would trust Jesus to change our lives. And if we've forgotten what he's like, what you're like, Father God, we look up to you with new eyes. We step out with new hope. And Father God, I pray that you would give those who are reluctant courage. Those who think that uh, if they begin to follow Jesus, they won't have any more fun. That they'll be perceived as a fanatic or something. Father God, we know that your word tells us when we invite Jesus into our heart, we, be we become alive for the first time. We begin to live. We become human. We become full of life. So Father God, in, step into our hearts. Step into our lives. And may you reign in us tonight. You tell us in your word if we confess our sins that you are faithful to forgive us and cleanse us and make us right with you. Now may the grace of Jesus Christ fill you with his love. Amen and amen.